Thanks very much for having me. I'm happy, very happy to be with you today. Um, I'm going to talk mostly about pensions, uh, public sector pensions at the state level. But first, I, I want to touch quickly on some DBGC issues. Um, I regret, I have a, a chapter in an ADI book coming out of the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. I regret it was not ready in time for this. Uh, but I think, just, just thinking broadly about these issues, I, I think as coming from an economic perspective, coming from somebody believes in the free market and market incentives, I think it, it's important that policy going forward try to align incentives for pension benefit guarantee corporation and for the uh, pension providers taking part of it to align incentives in a way that encourages them to fund their plans responsibly, invest responsibly. We're in a very difficult situation now where in, in the sense you use the phrase, you know, we are where we are. And so we're going to have to do things to keep the doors of businesses open, to keep pensions running. But at the same time, we want to think about a glide path to a system that really is better than what we have today. Uh, one of the overarching issues you see with government when they think about insuring things, whether it's insuring pensions, whether it's crop insurance, or flood insurance, or whatever, is they don't price the insurance very well. And so I think it's important to get the market signals involved with pension benefit guarantee corporations so the pensions that are managing their uh, uh, investments responsibly, pensions that are funding well, would have a, essentially pay lower premiums than ones that are investing less responsibly. So I think it's, it's, it's important to get the incentives lined up right. Longer term, I think we just, we simply need to have a glide path to a, a better system to define contribution pensions. I think we're, we're making a lot of progress on that in terms of auto enrollment and 401ks, in terms of uh, better investment options for people. I think that's where you need to be in the future. Short term, we face some tough issues. Medium term, with PBGC, I think we really just need to get the incentives right. I think that means getting market signals involved. The, the main thing I want to talk about today was public sector pensions at the state level. And that's something we say, well, look, we're in Washington. We don't, we don't regulate these things. We don't manage them. Um, you know, why, why do we care about this? Um, I'm assuming nobody out here is a, an employee of the state or local government. So in a sense, you say, why does this matter to me? The reason I say is that um, my work and work of other economists has shown that the, the deficits in public sector pension funds are vastly underestimated. And the bills are coming due soon. And if you live in a state, it's likely you're going to be paying the taxes to, to cover that. Or if the states themselves can't do it, it's, it's very possible they're going to be looking to uh, Washington for a bailout. And Washington's going to have to think about how it wants to handle that. Uh, uh, Congressman McCreary earlier mentioned a, a study from the, the Pew Center on the states, which looked at uh, uh, the reported pension underfunding. The number Pew said was $1 trillion. That was actually about $450 billion in reported pension underfunding for retirement, and the rest, another half trillion or so, was um, for uh, retiree health benefits. I'm going to focus on pension benefits here today, because it's something that's a little bit conceptually easier to get on top of. $450 billion in pension underfunding is a lot of money. Total outstanding state government debt is worth a trillion dollars. So it's, it's as if we have 50% more debt that nobody told us about. The thing that's really worrying, though, is that $450 billion is an extremely conservative figure. If public sector pensions, pensions for state and local governments, were required to value their liabilities the same way that private sector pensions are, the value wouldn't be $450 billion, it would be somewhere over $3 trillion. 
the reason for that is because sometimes you'll hear uh, you know, advocates for public sector pensions say, oh, well, you know, our pensions are better funded than private sector pensions are. The reality is they use a very different set of accounting principles. Uh, public sector pensions discount their future liabilities back to the present using the expected return on their investment assets. Usually that's around an 8% return. Financial economists and private sector pensions they say the way to do this is you discount your future liabilities back at an interest rate based on the risk characteristics of those liabilities. So corporate pensions uh, generally discount their liabilities back to the present using a corporate bond rate. The, the, the risk of default on corporate pensions is around the same as the risk of default on, on corporate bonds. You know, those pensions are, are guaranteed by the PBGC, but if you're something, something with a high pension benefit, if you're somebody who retired early, You've got a real chance of receiving a cut in your benefit if your uh, employer goes under. Public sector pension benefits, by contrast, are far safer than those offered in the private sector. In about half of states, those benefits are guaranteed either by the state constitution or by legal precedents. They're not going to be defaulted on. And yet, uh, public sector pension plans discount their liability using a high interest rate derived from a risky set of investment. Financial economists, uh, academics, people at the Federal Reserve, they say this system is simply wrong. It's just the wrong way to do it because it acts as if these plans can earn high returns without taking any risk, which we know just from looking at recent experiences that they can't do. Uh, some of my work, including a, a paper that I think was distributed to UAN's work, uh, Sharpie's Wall Street Journal, looks at how, what these uh, pension liabilities would look like if we discounted them at the rate of return on Treasury bonds. The idea is that the risk of an accrued public sector pension benefit is around the same as on a treasury bond, meaning it's very, very safe. If you think back to Orange County, California in the 1990s, New York City in the 1970s, or even the way how California today is in bankruptcy, they're continuing to pay full pension benefits to their public employees, even as bonds are defaulted on, even as debt is restructured. These accrued uh, pension benefits are extremely safe, and so they should be discounted on low, safe interest rate. When you do that, your $450 billion underfunding gets grows to slightly over $3 trillion. That's equal to around 26% of state GDP. So they have to cover that debt on, uh, in addition to the explicit debt that they've uh, issued. And on top of that, of course, the residents of those states have to cover the growing share of the federal debt. Add that all together, we start looking like Greece very quickly. In some states, you, you look around the country, there are some states which are in decent shape. States like Nebraska or Delaware have relatively well-funded pensions um, are, are in pretty decent shape. Other states, states in the Midwest, uh, have, or have real problems. You know, Ohio, Illinois, and I honestly look at it, I say, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. So policymakers in the state level and the federal level are going to have to start thinking about how these plans get dealt with. So it's one tricky thing, as I, as I mentioned, is it's, it, some states are relatively well-funded, others are very poorly funded. The, the well-funded, responsible states may be a little reluctant to uh, engage in the federal bailout of the less responsible states. So I think from a policy standpoint, that's a very tricky situation. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, but I just wanted to inject this issue of the state pension funding into things because it just shows if you think you have enough problems at the federal level, there's other things creating up on these